Hello everybody, happy Friday. My name is Erda Thors and this is the Ask Out Podcast. First off, I would like to say that I'm really sorry for not uploading for two weeks. I went out of town and I had a math exam, which I failed by the way, so it was kind of for nothing. But again, I'm really sorry. This week I'm going to tell you the story of why Odin is one-eyed and Odin's discovery of the runes. I've also been thinking of telling you guys a little bit about Icelandic myth, like in the upcoming episodes, because I'm running kind of short on Norse mythology stories in English. So I would really love to tell you guys a little bit about Icelandic myths and, I don't know, stories. (laughs) So yeah, just uh, just let me know what you think. Why Odin is one-eyed Odin's quest for wisdom is never-ending, and he is willing to pay any price, it seems, for the understanding of life's mysteries that he craves more than anything else. On one occasion, he hanged himself, wounded himself with his spear, and fasted from food and drink for nine days and nights in order to discover the runes. On another occasion, he went through to Mimir's well, which is surely none other than the well of Urd, amongst the roots of the world tree Yggdrasil. There dwelt Mimir, a shadowy being whose knowledge of all things was practically unparalleled among the inhabitants of the cosmos. He achieved the status largely by taking his water from the well, whose waters impart this cosmic knowledge. When Odin arrived, he asked Mimir for a drink from the well. The well's guardian, knowing the value of such a draught, refused unless the seeker offered an eye in return. Odin, whether straight away or after anguished deliberation, we can only wonder, gouged out one of his eyes and dropped it into the well. Having made the necessary sacrifice, Mimir dipped his horn into the well and offered the now one-eyed god a drink. The most general and obvious message of this tale is that for those who share Odin's values, no sacrifice is too great for wisdom. The unfortunately fragmentary sources for our current knowledge of the pre-Christian mythology and religion of the Norse and other Germanic peoples are, however, silent on exactly what kind of wisdom Odin obtained in exchange for his eyes. But we can hazard a guess. The fact that Odin specifically sacrificed an eye is surely significant. In all ages, the eye has been seen as a poetic symbol for perception in general. Consider the astonishing number of expressions, both in everyday usage and in the works of the great canonical poets, that use vision as a metaphor of perceiving and understanding something. Given that Odin's eye was sacrificed in order to obtain an enhanced perception, it seems highly likely that his pledge of an eye symbolizes trading one mode of perception for another. What mode of perception was exchanged for what other mode, then? The answer to this question lies in the character of Mimir. Mimir, whose name means the Rememberer, seems to have been the being who told the gods how to live in accordance with the ancestral tradition and with wisdom more generally. In the tale of Odin's discovery of the runes, Odin sacrificed what we might call his lower self to his higher self. Here, his relinquishment of an eye should surely be understood along similar lines. He exchanged a profane, everyday mode of perception, beleaguered with countless petty troubles, for sacred mode of perception, 
informed by divine ancestral wisdom. Odin's discovery of the runes. At the center of the Norse cosmos stands the great tree Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil's upper branches cradle Asgard, the home and the fortress of Aesir gods and goddesses, of whom Odin is the chief. Yggdrasil grows out of the well of Urd, a pool whose fathomless depths hold many of the most powerful forces and beings in the cosmos. Among these beings are the Norns, three sagacious maidens who create the fates of all beings. One of the foremost techniques they use to shape fate is carving runes into Yggdrasil's trunk. The symbols then carry these intentions throughout the tree, affecting everything in the Nine Worlds. Odin watched the Norns from his seed in Asgard and envied their powers and their wisdom, and he bent his will toward the task of coming to know the runes. Since the runes' native home is in the Well of Urd with the Norns, and since the runes do not reveal themselves to any but those who prove themselves worthy of such fearful insights and abilities, Odin hung himself from a branch of Yggdrasil, pierced himself with his spear, and peered downward into the shadowy waters below. He forbade any of the other gods to grant him the slightest aid, not even a sip of water, and he stared downward, and stared downward, and called to the runes. He survived in this state, teetering on the precipice that separates the living from the dead, for no less than nine days and nights. At the end of the ninth night, he at last perceived shapes in the depths. The runes! They had accepted the sacrifice and shown themselves to him, revealing to him not only their forms, but also the secrets that lie within them. Having fixed this knowledge in the formidable memory, Odin ended his ordeal with a scream of exultation. Having been initiated into the mysteries of the runes, Odin recounted, Then I was fertilized and became wise. I truly grew and thrived. From a word to a word, I was led to a word. From a work to a work, I was led to a work. Equipped with the knowledge of how to wield the runes, he became one of the mightiest and most accomplished beings in the cosmos. He learned chants that enabled him to heal emotional and bodily wounds to bind his enemies and render their weapons worthless, to free himself from constraints, to put out fires, to expose and banish practitioners of the malevolent magic, to protect his friends in battle, to wake the dead, to win and keep a lover, and to perform many other feats like these. Our source for the above tale is the Havamal, an old Norse poem that comprises part of the poetic Edda. In the first of the two verses that describe Odin's shamanic initiatory ordeal itself, the god says that he was given to Odin, myself to myself. The Old Norse phrase that translates to English as given to Odin is given Odini, a phrase that occurs many times throughout the Eddas and sagas in the context of human sacrifices to Odin. And in fact, the form these sacrifices take mirrors Odin's ordeal in the Hávamál, the victim invariably of noble birth, was stabbed, hung, or more commonly, both at the same time. Odin's ordeal is therefore a sacrifice of himself to himself and is the ultimate Odinic sacrifice, for who could be a nobler offering to the god than the god himself? So it seems that a statement above is in need of qualification. Part of Odin survived the sacrifice in order to be recipient of the sacrifice. 
In addition to the runes themselves, and another part of him did indeed die. This is suggested, not just by the imagery of death in these verses, but also by the imagery of rebirth in the following verses that speak of his being fertilized and like a seedling, growing and thriving. Even a casual browsing of the Eddas and Sagas alerts the reader to how accomplished, self-possessed and inwardly strong many of their central figures are, especially the most odinic of them all, such as Egil Skallgrimsson, Starkadur, Sigurdur and Grettir Ásmundarsson. Perhaps their strength of character was largely due to the example set by their divine patron, with a song sung in his honour telling of how he wasn't afraid to sacrifice what me might call his lower self to his higher self, to live according to his highest while unconditionally accepting whatever hardships arise from that pursuit, and allowing nothing, not even death, to stand between him and the attainment of his goals. All sources are taken from norse-mythology.org and special thanks go to Daniel McCoy for writing these. Next week I will be telling you some Icelandic stories, some um, famous myths and tales and legends from my country. If you like this podcast you can go give it a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash and you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash urdathors. And you can also support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash asgardpodcast. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend.